is how we start. We're doing it this way for real. If you hear a bunch of noises, it's because... We're noisy. We're noisy, and we're doing this in my bedroom. What do you want? Um, welcome to Make Your Fucking Bed. I'm Drew Shannon. I'm Nathan Page. Uh, this is the second episode. We are really excited to do this with you guys, and hopefully you listen to the first one, and you know what this is all about. Um, we're making mixtapes for complete strangers, and then we're going to talk about them on the air. We're going to get right into it. Just well, do it. Just why be- waste? Why waste time? Uh, this week, our letter is from Heather. Uh, Heather writes to us from Toronto, and she wrote out to Nathan originally as one of the original few people, few people, like 50 people, that wrote to Nathan asking for a mixtape, and we chose her letter, so we're going to start. Heather writes, so I want a mixtape. Here's the why. I'm going back to school. When I was a teenager, I was indigent, homeless, without a domicile. For a while, I was in the group home system. During my last year of high school, I was, despite all this, still pulling the top marks in my class. Then I was moved to a group home that was across the city from my school, and it all sort of fell apart. I got a job. I moved on with my life. I regretted the missed opportunity to finish high school, but that's the way life is sometimes. I fell in love. I got married. I bought a little house, and I worked in childcare for a big hunk of time. Then I had a seizure caused by the sort of viral infection you get when you work with kids. It was weird, and it felt a bit like dying, so my brain did that thing where it processed what regrets it had, and it came up almost empty, save school. I decided to go back to high school in 2013. I maintained a 99% average. Wow. That is actually really crazy. (laughs) That's, yeah. That's impressive. Uh, Now I'm looking at college in September to be a librarian because, and I have this on good authority, librarians are very, very cool. Still, it's a big risk. I won't be making money for two years, and I'll be twice the age of most of my peers. It's a bit intimidating. So I'm looking for an encouragement mixtape, something that, when I pop it in, makes me feel like I'm capable of doing challenging things like going back to school. I want a mixtape that says, I'm here to kick ass and organize these books using the Dewey Decimal System. That's a great letter. I I love this letter. Yeah, it's... um it's really powerful. There's a lot in there. You've, Heather, you've been through some shit. Yeah, and I, I think for me, my side was about uh, your last line and trying to make a playlist that describes, well, not describes, but uh, gets that feeling across of what you were talking about, um, wanting to show up and kick ass. And I think that... There's a lot on both of our sides that talk about where you've been, where you've come from, and where you're at now, and, and where you're going, and where you're going. Yeah. And we're really, well, frankly, we're both quite proud of you. This is really impressive. Yeah, it, I mean, aside from your average, which just holy shit, <laughs> um, you know, much respect for you know finding that one regret and saying, not today, not today, regret. (laughs) Yeah, for real. I got you. Um, And I think that that's a really important thing about this podcast. I mean, 
Our, the whole reason why we call this podcast Make Your Fucking Bed is because if there is one thing you can do in the day, it's the first thing you can do, and that's make your bed. Hmm. If you regret the rest of the day, at least your bed's made. At least, yeah, you did that. Yeah. Just make your fucking bed. So I feel like your letter really speaks to us both, and it speaks to the idea of this podcast. And we curated a bunch of songs for you. This mixtape will be coming to you, Heather. At some point soon, um, I did side A for this one. I did side B. And we're going to get right into it. mixtape is Diana Ross. Yeah. I'm coming out. I feel, I feel like this song is self-explanatory. Yeah, I mean, there's only so much we can say about this. It's a fucking anthem. It, you've probably heard it dozens to thousands of times yeah, this in your is probably, life. This is probably one of Hollywood's favorite songs Yeah, to use for the exact kind of moment that I feel like you're having, Heather, which is a, a coming out. You yeah. have vanquished your demons. At, uh, well, no one's ever vanquished their goddamn demons. <laughs> Let me just get that straight. <laughs> yeah. And if you have, uh, tell me what your secret is, because I either won't believe you, <laughs> or you got to walk me through it step by step. Yeah, you're full of shit. Yeah. No one vanquishes their demons. No, that's why they're yours. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, this song is perfect for your side specifically because you are coming out. If you listen to the lyrics, you will understand why I put this on your side. And this is why, and you'll understand why I kicked off your side with this. This song doesn't require too much explanation from us. Not really, no. It, I will say, <laughs> to me, it kind of reads as almost like a bit of a fuck you to all those like snot-nosed kids that you'll you'll be in class with. You mentioned you know going to class with people that you're nearly twice the age of. Well, ask them who Diana Ross is. Yeah, ask them who the fuck Diana Ross is, and if they look at you funny, play them this song. Yeah, and just be like, and then turn around and walk. Yeah, if you have a mic, drop it. Definitely, definitely drop it. Um, all right, well, that's all we're going to say about that song. This next song is called... What is it about? Oh, this next song is called Strand Bar by Todd Turge, and it's off the album. It's album time. <laughs> Just such a ridiculous name. Of course it is. Yeah, this is this is going to bring you the funk. This is going to bring you the get up. This is going to bring you uh, probably a weird smile to your face as you walk down the street. And, you know, we talk about montages a lot in this podcast in the two episodes that we've had. They're incredibly useful in cinema. Uh, <laughs> And since I only view my life through the scope of what maybe the movie could possibly be made from it, uh, this is in there somewhere as a, well, 
as a montage. Coincidentally, I only view your life through a montage as well. Thank God. <laughs> it's not just me. Guys. No, it's, it's not. Yeah, I put this song on here because when I listen to this whole album, it's Album Time by Todd Dirsch. I'm just going to keep saying it's album time. Uh, I really just feel... Wait, 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 Drew. What time is it? Let me just check. Okay. It's album time. Yeah! (laughs) Uh, This is the studying album. I mean, you can listen to this song. I put this song on here as your study song. So whatever you're doing right now, Heather, get studying. Because if this song doesn't pump you up to just like get through whatever you gotta read. Honestly, it's, for me, one of those songs that you feel like you can get so much work done. And I put this album on when I need to get so much work done. <laughs> yeah, Nathan? Uh, well, you mentioned a montage, and for me, what it brings to mind is that old school video game, um, Cruising USA. Mm. And, um, like, I just imagine... <laughs> Being that little, that little like pixelated dude in the car with the top down, and you're driving, you're just like focusing on the road. Like you gotta come first. Everywhere. Palm trees fucking everywhere, inexplicable amounts of palm trees just flying by, and you're just like trying to hang on the road. Um, yeah, this reminds me of like what I would want to listen to on like a. This is a race. Yeah, this is a race. Um, this is a race to get shit done. For me, um, okay, cool. That's that song. Let's move it. Uh, let's power through this. Joan of Arc by the Arcade Fire off of their album Reflector. Heather, this song is for you because I thought. You are kind of like Joan of Arc when you wrote when you wrote in your letter that you had that that moment, sort of a near death experience. As I guess you could say. I mean, I think, I think when she you said say something you, if, close to dying, yeah, it feels like dying. And then you had sort of this. Your brain ran through these. You, your sort of your life flashed before your eyes, and you thought, "Well, do I have any regrets?" Joan of Arc had a vision herself. And she knew what she needed to do. And that's exactly what I feel like when I think of this song and I think of you, is that, like, this is the song that reminds me that you needed to do what you had to do, and I think that you are able to do that. And I really hope that this song speaks to that for you. That's why I put it on here. I really hope that that's why it speaks uh, what speaks to you. And the idea that you have very clearly seeing what it is that you need to do, and now you're executing that plan, whether anybody thinks you should or not. That's all I'm going to say about that. Next. Yeah, so we got Off the Wall. Off the Wall by Michael Jackson. Off off the Wall. And it starts off with Michael just maniacally cackling. To, like, some spooky music in the background. And I'm wondering, like... Is this Michael at his happiest? Do you yeah, think this is just like, what his unbridled joy sounds like? I don't know. I just feel like this is like his, like there's something about him and spooky stuff. I mean, Thriller is like spooky stuff, right? Yeah. I don't know. A new 
interesting point, Drew. Okay, but expand. Expand on that. Okay, I put this song on here because uh, you have worked so incredibly hard, Heather, to get where you are. And I think that as much as you've worked hard, you got to remember to let loose a bit. Maybe leave your nine to five up on the shelf, but also enjoy yourself. Yeah, but also put the books back on the shelf after you take them off. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. So there's a lot of shelf imagery in here um, that has a lot to do with you being a librarian, which I totally did on purpose. (laughs) Where I picture you literally putting books back onto the shelf and (laughs) dancing while doing it. Like, a lot of cool 80s dance moves where, like, maybe you're doing, like, you know, like, some spins. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyways. Well, she said it herself. She had it on good authority that librarians are cool. Yeah, and Michael Jackson's cool. So if you're listening to Michael Jackson and you're a librarian, I think that these things go hand in hand. You double the cool. You double the cool. Easily. I don't know if you've seen the album cover for this album, but like, look at that tux, guys. Epitome of cool. Epitome. All right, we're going to move on from this. So this next song is uh, New Feeling by The Talking Heads, and it's off of Talking Heads 77. why I put this song particularly on your side, Heather, is because I felt like the first line where he says, it's not yesterday anymore, is really key. And then the rest of the song you can take in for what it is. <laughs> but I mean, we don't, I, especially on this side, um, we're not always going to put songs on the sides that lyrically have stuff to do with what the letter is or what your story is. Well, this is interesting because I think I'm more of a lyrics guy mm-hmm. and I think you're more of like a more about the music. For me, music and the idea of what you're trying to get out of your day, those things kind of can go inside. They can go hand in hand. <laughs> Here's the thing with talking heads. They always sound out of place. Like, they never sound comfortable yeah. in a song. It's And it's weird to put a song like this on this playlist, but somehow it fits on this side for me. Well, it's still very, very funky. And, like, this side is, of yours is very, very funky. Like, it's very uh, bass-driven. Um, yeah. Um, especially the first half. Yeah, I feel like I didn't want it to lull in terms of, like, the feeling of the, the music. I I still just think about that line that you say in your letter, Heather, where you talk about um, wanting to kick ass. And, you know, I just, I just feel like this is... I wanted you to be able to put this mixtape into a Walkman, put on headphones, and get to work. And no one knows what you're listening to except you, but it makes you feel good. It makes you feel encouraged. You wanted an encouragement mixtape. This kind of music, whatever I put on my side, this encourages me. I could listen to this side and and get a lot of stuff done and feel good about what I'm doing and my goals. And I feel like you are someone who has very clear goals about 
what you want to get done. And I would think that this, for me anyways, trying to make music to relate to that for you was um, the biggest thing I took away. So lyrically, it's not always going to make sense. But in the, the way that it feels and the way that it drives, I feel like it will allow you to concentrate at the task at hand and, and get shit did get those shelves stocked or organized or, or yeah just like, i guess you're not working retail do you still <laughs> use like card catalogs is that a thing anymore well, when was the last time you went to a library and was like pulled it like a drawer and was like flip 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 grade school yeah definitely grade school yeah and even then they were like archaic yeah because we grew up with the internet <laughs> so like yes. yeah yeah, okay, so next song is, uh, that was uh, New Feeling Talking Heads. Next song is uh, Memorize the City by The Organ. This goes back to what I was just saying previously about a feeling. Um, there is a melancholy to this song that I feel like you will relate to because of your past. And uh, I really hope that you get something out of this uh, in terms of the lyrics, even though I didn't put it on here specifically for the lyrics. The lyrics still for me there's they say something to me and i feel like for you they could also do that i don't know that's the whole point of this podcast we don't know um but i still feel the energy from the organ coming through and this is a walking song you you actually kind of want to walk around the city listening to this music like i don't know why i think that when i hear this song but that's that's what i'm trying to get across and i feel like this song is one of my favorites from a long time ago made me feel a certain way when I was confused myself. It anchored me when I was feeling like a little bit wayward. And I really hope that this song speaks to you that way as well. For me, whenever I listen to this album, I always I think of what a miracle it was even fucking made because the <laughs> the strife, like the inner band drama, the label drama that the organ had, like just a constant revolving door of members. And, you know, they broke, they, I think they came out with an EP after this that they, they had to record separately. Like they wouldn't record in the same room together. Oh my God. Um, let's never be that way, Nathan. <laughs> let's never do that. <laughs> but yeah, I always. I'm always so thankful that this album exists because it could have easily not. Yeah. And even the the version that exists of it had to be re-recorded because they didn't like the mix from the producer they had. Wow. So I think it's it's one of those it's one of those near misses that you just need to be grateful for it. And that that sort of reminds me going back to the letter. I think of like how you might not have. Realize that yeah. you needed to go back to school to do this for yourself. Um, yeah. So that's what I think when I hear this one. All right, we're going to move right along here. So the next song is, uh, again, don't listen to the lyrics. Just get into the fucking groove of <laughs> Rod Stewart. This is Stay With Me. Stewart. Rod, Rod Stewart. Stewart. Okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> you, this you, is, you this wanna is, air this? You wanna air this? We're gonna song? this is the only this All is right. the only way to do it. Alright. So Nathan is a big Rod Stewart fan. Huge. I mean, I haven't seen his naked body, but I know there's gotta be <laughs> a tattoo of Rod Stewart. Three. Somewhere. Yeah. Okay, see? <laughs> so 
shy about being a fan of Rod Stewart, but I think he didn't want to necessarily just throw Rod on every mixtape, especially at the very beginning. I... He didn't want to blow his Rod load too soon. <laughs> so I... You jumped in. I usurped the king. You took Rod. And I took Rod from Nathan, and I don't care. <laughs> Because this song is dope. It's it's a really good song. And this isn't the one that I was going to originally choose, and I won't tell you what that is because I will use it again in the future when the time comes What's up. It, do you think I'm sexy? I'm not telling you. Okay. Um, also, by the way, this is the faces. This is faces. Oh, this is faces. Oh, you're yeah. right. See? <laughs> I don't have... I don't have any authority to use Rod Stewart on the side. <laughs> but you did, and that's this cool. This is Faces. That's cool. I don't I feel mind. terrible. Oh, my God. Mind. This is Faces. I don't mind. You know why it's fucking me up is because it's off of the definitively Rod Stewart album that yeah, well, I found. I mean, a real fan would know. But You're right. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just being a piece of shit. <laughs> no, it's just, okay. It's don't okay. Don't you ever take Rod away no, from I me again. I took Rod away from Nathan, and I don't care. And, uh... <laughs> This reminds me of Rocky Horror a little bit. Mm. Um, I don't know why. I guess there's just something about the chord progressions that like, I get that from. But anyways, you know what? I think this works for the list. I mean, <laughs> this it's song, Rod. <laughs> yeah, it, it's Rod. That's We could just say, but it's Rod. And that, would, that alone would be... That would justify just- us using Rod... On every mixtape. Yeah, which I didn't know we were going to do, but from now, from this point on... No, no, no. <laughs> what have I done? Oh, you've unleashed the Rod Beast, my friend. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't spare the Rod. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I knew there was a pun in there. I knew it. I got to it. Oh, you fucker. In this one, this song has one of my favorite things in all of music. It's the, yeah, the fucking call for the guitar. Like, guitar! Yeah, if you listen to the song, it's like right at the beginning. Yeah, it's right near the beginning. But I just, I love, I love when uh, a singer is so, like, they're sort of just talking to the band. Yeah. Like instructing a little bit. And it, it almost, it, it's like a little private view into the room where it's like, all right, now you go. All yeah. right, now you go. Oh, you're doing good. Well, you do a little something. I yeah. fucking love that. Well, because like, it also makes you pay attention as a listener to like what the other instruments are doing. Not just like, oh, I'm listening to the lyrics. It's like you're listening to the song. Yeah. And you're hearing how good it is and how talented everybody in the room is. Yeah. Oh, Rod's telling me to listen to the guitar. Well, I'll do anything Rod Stewart says. <laughs> So <laughs> let's listen to the guitar. Oh, man. All right. That's Stay With Me by Faces. Thank you. Uh, next up, I've got a song by a band called Grass Widow from San Francisco. surprised Drew with that information when I came over. Really? I only remember the one time and yeah, he no. was like, I'm pretty sure you were there the other time too. Yeah. These guys have such an interesting way of making songs. I put this on here because they kick ass. 
And I don't even know how Grass Widow approaches everything else, but the way that they approach music is kick-ass and weird and different, and I love it. And if the fact that they've got these, like, cool sort of, like, driving drums and then this sort of garage guitar thing going on and then these round vocals are like when you when you sing and you do a round where you kind of like mm. sing at different times over top of each other but like it works really well I don't know Grass Widow is cool I think that you'll like them Heather I hope that you like them uh, one interesting thing I read about them is that they won't tour for extended periods of time they'll just do a couple weeks at a time and then go back home so they can focus on friends and family. Like they don't, they don't want the regular fucking rock star life. And it, it's almost like what you see or what you know didn't work with the organ. Grass Widow figured how to. Yeah, they were just like, like, let's like make sure that we maintain what makes this good. I think why I put this, why I put Grass Widow on this side and on this tape specifically is because. I hear Grass Widow, and I think, these people kick ass. When I read Heather's letter, you kick ass, it just works. I mean, if you can boil it down to that, and if that sounds like, you know, not enough, then so be it. But, you know, I made that connection there, and I feel like this not works Not enough. Fine. Not enough. We're making a stranger a mixtape. It's enough. <laughs> it's enough, Drew. What more do they want from us? Our you ain't grateful bastards. Roll up my sleeve. Take my blood. <laughs> Take it. That's gonna get edited out. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Don't hurt me, Nathan. Sorry. Rob got me all excited. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, next we have Heft by Japanese Breakfast. put this on this side for a few reasons. I really like this band right now. I really want to share this band with people, and that might be my personal sensibilities getting sort of mixed into. I guess these are always going to be personal sensibilities. I mean, this is what this is sort of about. I mean, I only have... Yeah, exactly. I only have my perspective and what I can relate to with you through music, but I really wanted to share this band with people. I really like what they're doing, and... I, again, it's not about the lyrics for this song. It was about the feeling. And I feel like I'm going to actually... I was educated about this song by Nathan. And, uh, Nathan, if you actually would tell me why I chose this song, because that's what I feel like happened. Well, it was it was interesting because when we were just sort of listening to this, our tape for fun with each other, and... When this one came on, Drew was like, oh, I, I just chose this because, like, I kind of like it. That's my only reason. I don't really know what I'm going to talk about with it. Just, you know, sonically pleasing. Yeah. And, and I, so Nathan, again, like, picked up my slack and actually did some research. <laughs> well, it, the, the song's about death. The song's about the death of um, Michelle Zahner's mother. Um, Michelle was in a band called Little Big League, and they were doing quite well. I believe they were based out of Philadelphia and um, Michelle got the call back home because her mother was diagnosed with cancer and so that's where a lot of the songs I think all of the songs actually from Psychopomp this album came from was going back home and spending a lot of time with her mother who was dying and then you know 
them with her father who was widowed. And this song is... <laughs> it's really sad and, you know, directly refers to hosp- spending time next to hospital beds and it, it trails off with the lyrics, fuck it all. But it's not, it's not without hope. It's just, it's... Uh, well, the song isn't depressing. No, you know? like, not there's at nothing, all. The like, guitar is so sunny. Yeah, and I feel like... I didn't choose this song because I was like, it's time to mellow it out, people. I chose it because I think it's still, um, in terms of energy level and in terms of, like, coherency, fit with the the rest of the side. Like, it it worked. Um, Even though it touches on subject matter that is more dark, you can feel the sunniness coming through. Um, You can feel the hope in there. You can feel the, the idea of a brighter future. I, I mean, that's what we feel from this. That's what yeah, I feel from this. I, I, that's yeah. not maybe the intention, which is, I think, something that we have to talk about. Not talk about, but think about when we're, you know, talking about these songs. Is like, we're never trying to, like, put words into the artist's mouths or, like, we're just interpreting these songs through our lenses and then hoping that we can use that interpretation to give you something um, that you might then take your own meaning from. Yeah, like we're not professionals here. We're not music critics. We're not. No, we're not. We're not. Uh, all we're giving you, all we're giving you is straight up feelings, pretty much. Like if we get, just know it's sincere. Yeah. I mean, if we could give you one thing, it's sincerity. God, and if you and if you sound if you think that we sound like a couple of idiots talking about this, it's because. We only know what our perspectives are. We want to share these songs because we feel like our perspective and your perspectives are different. But maybe they're the same, too. Maybe our feelings about certain situations are the same. And we're trying to, like, reach out to you here. We really want to feel how you might feel. And when we feel a certain way, we hope others feel the same way, too, at times. Um... I feel like with this whole podcast, we're trying to make sure that there is a way for us to connect with you as strangers. And so, yeah, like we're not taking all this literally and we're not trying to like portray ourselves as being sort of right in any way or like we know something. It's more about how these songs make us feel and how we hope that you can use these songs in your own life. They've maybe utilized, we've utilized them in our lives, and hopefully you can use them in yours too. Can I? I mean, we're recording, we can cut this out, but. Yeah, we could talk about whatever. A couple weeks ago, I had this dream. Okay. (laughs) And it was actually a nightmare. In my nightmare, I was out at like a public festival near the water, like the ferry terminal around there. And I was on my phone, and then all of a sudden this, like, video kind of hijacked my phone. And I swear I was watching, like, the apocalypse. Like, all of this awful shit was happening on my phone. and But it was, like, at the same place I was. It was almost like uh, uh, that Pokemon Go thing. Right, right. I see what you're saying. But, like, you like hold your phone up, and it's, sort of like... sort of augmented reality. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, like, the fucking apocalypse, right? Oh like, God. And it was really horrifying, and I couldn't get it off my phone. And I, like, just so... I even tried to shut it off, and it wouldn't go away. Right. And so then, like, I just put my phone in my pocket and intended to enjoy the day. And then 
it started happening. Oh, the real things that you yeah. saw, the, the things that you saw on your phone. So yeah, it was almost like I was seeing it coming and I, I was like, this is really fucking weird. Like, where did this dream come from? But then when I started thinking about everything that's going on and how, um, I'm so on the one hand, I feel so connected to everyone through this thing, through this thing that I keep in my pocket at all times and pull out at least a million times a fucking day. Like it gives the illusion of being connected, but I'm not, yeah. I'm not at all. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't feel real. Yeah. It doesn't feel like you're experiencing it. You, you can understand that it's happening inside of this device, even though you understand that it's happening in real life, in the world. As soon as you kind of look up and look around, I can't touch it. No, it's not happening directly to you at this point. And if I can touch it, it's probably too late. Right. It's almost like I feel like this dream works as a really great metaphor for what's happening because we do see this stuff happening on our phones. And then I feel like what happens is you look up and then it starts to happen to you in a way in your in your sphere of what's happening around you. Yeah. Um, so like in tying it to the podcast, it just made me realize like I really need to connect. Yeah. I need to connect to people and not in like a. I retweeted you. I liked your Instagram post. I need to connect in a way, the one of the only ways I know how, because I am horrendous socially, yeah. um, which is through music. Yeah. And this, this is me really putting myself out there in a way that I never have before. And I don't honestly quite know how I feel about it yet. I mean, I like the idea of the podcast. I'm, I have fun doing it. I get to hang out with you, Drew. I get to hear amazing stories and from the letters, but there is something about it that feels like so... I, I have a hard time loosening up and letting go because it just feels really personal. And then when I think about having to justify why I chose these songs, it gets even more complicated. But the fact is it all comes down to, I want to connect. I want to yeah. connect with everybody. I don't, I, I don't care what, where you're coming from. I don't care what your past is, what your future looks like. I just want to connect to people because it feels really important right now. Yeah. And I think with if you look at the letters themselves, it's like they've opened themselves up. I mean, Heather specifically, it just even in this podcast, she's opened herself up to us in a way that's really personal. And for us to get weird about getting personal with her... It's bullshit. It is bullshit. She's already done that Yeah, for us. She like, did the hard thing. She did the hard thing. And and we we feel like we are having a hard time being able to be like, well, this is how I feel about it. It's like, well, that's right. That's how we feel about it. Because you shared with us how you feel. Now it's our turn. And the way that we're trying to do it is through music, but also through talking about how these songs make us feel and how your letter specifically makes us feel, you know, like... Yeah, which is almost like a song in itself in that we can't quite articulate what yeah. it was about it, but there's just a feeling about it that that got us. So your letter was like a song with a really good fucking hook, Heather. God damn it. All right, well, we only got a couple songs left on this side, so we might as well move on. Uh... <laughs> uh so next is Angel Olsen.
like this song really worked for Heather because you could take the lyrics very literally and be like, oh, like she's clearly talking to like a loved one. But I sort of saw it through the lens of like you're talking to yourself and it's that conversation that you have with yourself when you're like, what are you doing? Like, come on, get a hold of yourself. Like, I'm here. I'm trying to help you. Why don't you ever listen to me? It's like that sane part of yourself that's just frustrated with that, like, sort of over-emotional, like, self-deprecating part of yourself. This song is just really honest. Yeah. Shut up and kiss me and hold me tight. It's just someone giving you a fucking instruction. And if you can't execute that instruction, you're an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) And I fucking love that. It's so true. And, like, that could be, as you said, an instruction to yourself, an instruction to someone else. Yeah. Just shut up and kiss me and hold me tight. It's that fucking simple. It's so funny. And it's very much just like... And it's that this is the frustration that you feel in the music that accompanies the lyrics. You're just like... The the energy that Angel puts into this song is just like, oh my god, like don't you get it yet? <laughs> it's like fucking exasperated. I'm not going anywhere. Like I just fucking get it already. Like yeah. um, because like I want to be here. I want to be a part of what's happening to you. I want to be involved in this thing. It's like the more you doubt this, the more frustrated I'm gonna get. The more frustrated we're all gonna get. Stop fucking doubting. Shut up. Kiss me. Hold me tight. Yeah, and I think that you can talk about yourself that way. I think that there's a way that you can. I do that with me. I'm like, just stop being so ridiculous and power through the thing you got to power through, and you you will be okay. You'll be okay. I do that when I have to pee really bad and I'm going home. I'll talk to my body and I'll be like, like, "Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. You're gonna be okay. Just get home. Not here. Not now. Five minutes away. You Jesus. can make it. Oh God. Um. Um, that was Shut Up and Kiss Me by Angel Olsen off of the album My Woman. song on my side you've come a long way Heather you have you have come through so much you have vanquished so many foes you have overcome so many hardships and you are doing something right now that you believe is real and you believe works and this is the song that if nothing if none of that works Set fire to the whole thing. <laughs> Let that library go up. Because yeah. sabotage! Look, you know what? Sometimes you gotta be able to say, like, you know, I, I worked really hard for this thing, and you know what? I didn't get it, but fuck it if I don't let them win. Don't let them beat you. Never let them beat you. This is the song that tells you that you are the winner of your life. Always, 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 you own it. And if you don't like it at any point in time, you can have it all go up in smoke and start again. And I think you, of all people, are able to realize that there's something out there that you need to do, and you're trying your fucking hardest to get to it. Um, And I really, really believe that you can do it. 
And and if none of it works out for you, don't give up. Burn that part of your past and move forward. I believe in you. Drew believes in you. The Beastie Boys believe in you. That's it for side A. Uh, this time we're going to do something a little different. For the sake of brevity and to give you all that authentic mixtape feel, we're going to release side B as a separate episode. So flip that tape and come on back for side B right now.